this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Napoleon is over, but here on Pusher Recaps Theater, we are just getting started. My name is Ariel, and I am joined by my co-host, my second-in-command, except when I am lazy and need her to be the first-in-command. It's Grace. What's up, Grace? I'm great. Uh, Napoleon is over. He's canceled. He sucks. He died. (laughs) We're over him and his hat. (laughs) Uh, but yes, the much anticipated, maybe for some, uh, Joaquin Phoenix starring Ridley Scott directed Napoleon film that is, uh, I didn't know going into it as an Apple TV yeah. produced yeah. thing. This is like this, you know, uh, Killers of the Flower Moon just feels very um, like Apple's really trying to get in the game. Uh, this is very funny because Ridley Scott was like, hey, uh, I'm going to release the four hour version on Apple. And I don't think any Apple executive has actually said that that's happening. So I think he was just hoping that if he made a streaming service, he could also release. He likes to do this a lot where he has extended versions of his movies. So he was mm-hmm. just hoping that uh, this is a way for him to get both the two and a half hour movie that we watch and also a four hour movie on Apple. So we'll see. 
Yeah, and speaking of Ridley Scott, I think you and I have had a lot of fun sending oh. each other uh, memes and just general headlines of Ridley Scott quotes while he has been on the press tour for this film, and it's full of all kinds of inappropriate yet hilarious uh, opinions that he has about, I don't know, French journalists, people in general, uh, people who are complaining about some of the historical inaccuracies of the film it's been it's been a very entertaining couple of weeks for for you and i as far as ridley scott yeah he'll just be like uh you know uh they'll be like you know that actually didn't happen in france in 1812 and he's like were you there no so f you <laughs> it's, very it's basically the extent of it yeah uh yeah it's 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 wild stuff and i i don't grow tired of it even though i obviously don't agree with some of the some of the extreme takes that he has uh it's but so this fun. is a this is a person who's you know, famous for making big movies. Um, you know, mm -hmm. I feel like some of the people who are of a certain age know Ridley Scott as like a big time director. And I kind of get the feeling that like maybe the younger generation, the name Ridley Scott doesn't carry as much weight as it uh, as it does for for some of the rest of us. So I wonder if that has something yeah. to do with uh, the box office, Grace. This didn't do yeah. super well great. Well, yeah, I mean, I think it made like twenty million dollars. Uh, the Hunger Hunger Games uh, continued to like, yes, uh, hold on. yeah, yeah, uh, just rolls <laughs> off the tongue, doesn't it? Um, uh, no, uh, yeah. So you know, I but I don't know that it's like supposed to be like it like it is a big movie. It is like Joaquin Phoenix, but like the really, I do agree. Like Ridley Scott certainly like gladiator is like uh, without a doubt like a humongous uh not only a blockbuster success but then also was like a critical critical success it won best picture but the last few years i mean i appreciate him just like continuing to just keep making like a million movies uh mm -hmm. last year we had notoriously uh back to back uh house of gucci and the last duel i think came out within like three weeks of each other and you know what i say about ridley scott all the time ariel no, I don't. He's a real firecracker. Um, <laughs> so king of king of people, king of act, uh, having actors do wildly different accents, and I yeah. think for sure this movie is uh, in some ways no different. But yeah, but when I was yeah. looking at the at the filmography, I was like, oh my god, that's right, House of Gucci and Last yeah. Duel. We had like yeah. so much fun with those. He he very much is like uh, his uh, trading card these last few years is like nobody will actually do a French accent. <laughs> The last duel, I believe, is entirely set in France. No French accents. No French accents in Napoleon as well. Which I, no you know, French accents. It's fine. It's fine. At least you know. I, at least the last duel had no. Yes, no French accents. No crappy ones. A couple of crappy British accents. Um, I think. But... It was, yeah, one of them. I. Th so one of them had a real weird accent going on. But, yeah, it was it was yeah. Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. I kind yeah. of remember Matt Damon. Uh, excuse me, Ben Affleck. Just kind of phoning it in accent wise and um this movie it was like you know what hooking just just speak english normal just be yeah. like an american actor yeah. and everybody because else they also have you, brits yes so you have everybody to be american. Else around you who yeah. is also supposed to be french they will all have for the most part british accents and no one will care for the first five minutes i have to say i was like it was very distracting i was like wait Which, what's and That's I heard Joaquin crazy. only signed up to this movie because he's also going to be in Joker Faliadu uh, next year. And he was like, oh, man, I wanted to practice all my French. Yeah. And yeah. probably that yeah. movie. I mean, it's not Ridley Scott, but I imagine he would be like, I'm not doing a, a French accent for this yeah. either because Ridley Scott taught yeah. me. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, accent, uh, accent aside, or, you know, if you want to include the accent talk, if you want, how did you, uh, how'd you feel about this movie overall? Yeah. I mean, I, I quite enjoyed it and I know it's not like a masterpiece and I know it's not like, and, and I think these movies about like sort of historical figures are very, you know, hard to do in the sense that do you condense their life into a small amount of moments or do you to try to tell like the history of Napoleon? And I thought this movie like visually was very good. I thought it like is laid out well enough. I, I do think, I don't know that I come away from this movie being like, now I understand Napoleon. Like there's a lot about Napoleon that I knew about that this movie actively does not, seem interested or care about which maybe is coming in the four-hour release but like there's a whole complex named after this man and we do not send mm -hmm. spend a single iota on this idea at all he kind of just like falls into power seemingly because he's like good at armies he's so good at war and it, it like <laughs> and he wants a baby this is basically the theme of the movie and it's like i really liked it i thought like i i like joaquin i don't think this is my like favorite joaquin performance i thought vanessa kirby was really really good but for the most part, I was like, this was a very fun movie to eat popcorn during where it's like this is it was a popcorn flick where I was like, yeah, yeah, cool. Like, you know, battles and stuff and some pretty funny lines. That was pretty funny. And then I was kind of but I walk away with it being like, I think this is a movie where the more I, I leave from it, the less I like it, as opposed to some of these movies where like the longer you think about it, the more you like it. I feel like this is very this is pretty empty, a pretty empty movie overall, I think, even if I really, really liked it, Ariel. Yeah, I I don't feel too dissimilar. I, I had a really good time watching it. My expectations were very low. You know, some of the reviews haven't been great. And uh, for the most part, it's been, you know, complaints about inaccuracies, like we mentioned before, historical inaccuracies, or just kind of the movie's too long, which is something that we are always measuring on the spot if something is too long. This movie yeah. is two hours and 37 minutes. To its credit, it didn't feel crazy long. Like it, you do feel the, you do feel the time, but I feel like it's, it's telling uh, the story of this guy, the story of his relationship, one of the most important relationships in, in his life. And I, I was pretty compelled for the most part. I will say for the first, you know, we get a date at the beginning and we're getting all this information. And I, I have to be honest, I was immediately bored. And then like, and I was but like, they made oh, it look no. like a French flag. Yeah. I'm like, oh no, I'm bored. And then like two, maybe three minutes later, we're off to some like nighttime battle that happens yeah. in the very beginning of the film. And pretty yeah. much from then on, I was in, I was like, oh, this is actually entertaining. I'm so glad the boredom did not last. Um, you know, Hakeem but you always say that you always say, oh, I have to read. Oh man, I got. You know, read. I hate reading. I I can barely do it to begin with, and then you're changing yeah. the colors on the screen, making the flag oh. like you said uh. with the text. Uh, every but... time it's very annoying to watch a movie in person with Ariel because every time um, subtitles come up, it goes boo. <laughs> he has to read. Do not make me go to a uh, uh, open caption version, as they're now re uh, referred to as. No, I think it's, you know, it's around at home. But. It's so bold of you that every time you go to an international film, you go, can 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 this one be dubbed? Can we do a dubbed one? Can we just do a dub for one? me? Like j just for me. I, I want like my own private headphones. Um no, I actually hate like I remember being a kid and really being into anime. This is like such a nonsensical no, no, uh, yeah, yeah. anecdote, but like 
in like Japanese anime, like watching it, it was like more impressive and more respected to watch it with yes. the subtitles. And I grew to like actively yes. dislike the dubbed versions. Yes. Um, but <laughs> you know, unfortunately, sometimes you have no choice. But yeah, boo subtitles, boo. except when I need to turn them on when I'm uh -huh. watching stuff at home and I'm like, yeah. wait, what did this person say? That's right. They're very useful there. Um, but yeah, like I said, I I had uh, my expectations were low, and perhaps that aided in my experience in the movie. But it's it's impressively done. I I think there's a lot of cool, you know, action sequences with the battles, the way those were filmed, and um, you know, similar to you, at the end of at the end of it, I'm kind of like, yeah, you know, what? that was an enjoyable time. Will I think about this movie? Yeah, I'll think about the performances and some of the emotions and the dynamics. Is it a movie that I'll see again? I don't know. Would you Maybe watch a four hour? TV? Would you watch a four hour? <sighs> I would watch a four hour cut if I had like a guide to tell me where the new stuff was <laughs> so that I could like know uh -huh. when to pay attention. And when well, did you I see? <laughs> did you see that there that uh, Baz Luhrmann made uh, his movie Australia into a six part miniseries on Hulu called Far no. Away Downs? Yeah, and then and then BlackBerry. Yep, and then uh -huh. BlackBerry. Oh yes, this I did hear about the BlackBerry. Thing. They added yeah. additional footage, and it's a three-part miniseries. So, movies becoming TV is an actual thing. I will say. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Far uh, away downs. This is a. Uh, it's like so. The it's the same footage as the movie Australia, but it's called it, Far Away Downs. It, yeah, I love that they renamed. Yeah, I love that they renamed it. But yeah, um, I, there must be extended footage because the movie's only. I don't even know how long the movie is, but you have to assume like a six, I guess, unless it's like half an hour episode. It's just more footage of Hugh Jackman, like throwing water on himself from, yes. the, from the movie. That's I didn't yeah. actually see the movie, but that's the only thing I remember. From yeah. The so, yeah, it's uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. Six part miniseries on Hulu. Yeah. Wow. Where see? it's just the movie split up into six episodes. Yeah. See, we can have it both ways. We can have it all, Grace. We can have our movies. I don't know if we our, need this, but and our uh, uh, just like just like Disney Plus is trying to do, we can have the movies and yeah. the TV shows. Yeah. Um. But yeah, this this movie I had a good time, and I I don't think people need to run out to see it. Certainly not onto any kind of icy lakes. <sighs> They should probably stay away from those. It's a really cool scene, though. So <laughs> yes, I was like kind of mad that they ruined that in the trailer a little bit, but and I by, had and by about history, it. if you had, if yeah, you right. please don't talk to me about school. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I learned a lot of history in this movie, and yeah. I I wanted to like Google during the movie what was inaccurate and what was, and then I pulled something up, and I was like, okay, this is entirely too complicated, and I actually don't care all that much, but um. A great a great version of history that I was paying attention to and that I completely followed. So that's a that's a plus for me. Yeah. There's only one I think like pre like from my opinion from what I know, like really bad like historical inaccuracy thing. Um his but height. once again, Ridley Scott, yeah, his height. No, Ridley Scott <laughs> gives a tremendous answer in response, which is I mean, I'm not gonna spoil, but he shoots the pyramids in the movie. This is all over the press release. Mm -hmm. he never shot the pyramids but uh ridley scott says i don't know if he did that but it was a fast way of saying he took egypt <laughs> <laughs> okay all right he needed sure. to telegraph something and he did it okay that was my takeaway i was like wow he, <laughs> he he did the egypt thing and speaking of egypt that was like the one time we got like the one of the only times we got some kind of um you know either like visual clue or kind of wink and nod at his height when he had to like stand on the thing right. to look that's at the a sarcophagus. famous 
pick oh yeah yeah that's right right there's a famous picture of him i think in front of the 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 sphinx as well which they recreate in the movie and he's shooting it he's like bang bang yeah anyway okay let us get into the plot spill the psrt and i warn you it's mostly just like a a textbook wikipedia of you know, article, but it's not very long. Settle in as if you were in a a, a, a very boring history class with a professor yes. who who just literally looked at the wiki. <laughs> but since I don't have a French accent, I feel like I'm uh, uniquely qualified to do yes. this for this particular movie. Yes. Here we go. The movie begins during the French Revolution and follows the rise and fall of Napoleon Bonaparte, a young army officer. He manages the siege of Toulon and becomes involved in restoring stability to France. Apologies ahead of time for all my mispronunciations. He marries Josephine de Beauharnais, and they have no children, which is not great for them. Napoleon becomes the first consul of France and later the emperor. Uh, In 1804, he defeats the Austrians and the Russians at the Battle of Austerlitz in 1805, the great ice lake scene that we've mentioned. Napoleon divorces Josephine in 1810 due to her infertility, inability to have kids. They, do, I love the test that they do <laughs> to prove to prove that. Yeah. We'll get to that. Uh, he marries Marie Louise of Austria, who bears a son. Uh, in 1812, he invades Russia but faces a harsh winter retreat. Everybody could have warned him about that. That wasn't a great look for him. Uh, due to the number of men he lost there, he is forced to abdicate. And is exiled to the island of Elba. I think the number was like 600,000 versus 40,000 that came back. It was wild. Napoleon escapes in 1815 from the island of Elba, but faces defeat at the Battle of Waterloo. That was, I did the Leo pointing me. When he pointed at Waterloo on the map, I'm like, oh no, that's bad for you. I know that from history. But there is a moment where they're like, and we just can't go to Waterloo. And then then we go to Waterloo, but they don't say like, Ah, uh, he messed up and ran Waterloo. No, but, but he you, you have to the just, map. Like, yeah, like, he's like, we can't, we don't want to end up there. And then it's immediately like, you have to, you have to realize that they're in Waterloo, and he's about to mm-hmm. lose. Yeah, they are, and it's not the Waterloo with the ice uh, lake that I clearly can't get over. Uh, okay, after that, he is exiled again to a different island, uh, Saint Helena, which is where he dies in 1821. I believe he lasts six years there. An epilogue mentions the significant death toll from his wars, and uh, he believes that he will meet Josephine in the afterlife, which is, a, you know, he has that little, like, conversation with her in his head at the end. Um yeah, he has a he led a pretty violent life, but he at least in the movie died a very peaceful death. Just uh, children fighting around him, playfully at least. But I guess you know war there still even. Yeah, so I, I think this movie has like a lot of really great stuff in it. I, again, I think Vanessa Kirby is really good, and and it's he. I think there's some really fun. I, the scene you talked about with the sarcophagus was one of my favorite lines that I, I think I saw uh, has already been uh, made into a video. Drew was like, "You think you're so special because you have you have boats," and that got like the biggest laugh line that yes. I've seen in a movie okay. in a while. Yeah. Um, there's some really good good moments in it. Um, the end of the movie, it's like, look, a lot of people died. I don't think that the movie during the movie was very interested in like Napoleon's, you know, you know, wanting power 
at the expense of all the people who would die. Like mm -hmm. we do see a lot of battles. There's a lot of battles in this movie. Like we were in Egypt. Uh, we're like, you know, when he goes to the water, the battle of Waterloo, the battle, uh, obviously when he goes to Russia and like, you know, the, the, and then, and then obviously at the end, like there's a lot of battles and like the movie is like, you know, to extent like, you know, gory ish, right? Like we see a like first five yeah. minutes, we see a horse get impaled with a cannonball that he later digs out and asks to be sent to his mother. Yeah. And like all that stuff, like there's so much interesting stuff, but I think I come away with it being like, I don't know what he was trying to tell me about Napoleon. Like, I don't know why, like he's, he's a very interesting person, obviously. And mm -hmm. I, and, and uh, you know, I had fun, but I don't know what he was specifically trying to explain to me about who Napoleon was. Cause he's like kind of power hungry and he like wants a son. Um, and he's very upset that he has to like divorce Josephine to get a son. Cause he loves Josephine. But like, I don't know. I'm like, I don't know what he, th what, what was, what was Ridley trying to tell me, which I think is a problem where like, if you look at, at a lot of his movies, I think Ridley Scott is, is a really good director. Cause I, there's just a lot of stuff I like in here. That's like really, really well done, but Ridley doesn't write his own movies. And so I do feel like sometimes he ends up like at the whim of the person who wrote his movies. If, mm -hmm. if, if that makes, if that makes. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So Join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I think the point about the the facts that we get at the end is an interesting one because as far as the death toll specifically, because I agree that the movie doesn't spend a lot of time. They do show us a lot. Like you said, a lot of the, the horrors of war and like how really bloody and and quickly a battle can turn and how, you know, emotions run high and literally like the first battle, I thought it was really interesting. The first battle that we get 
with Napoleon, the the one that got my attention at the beginning of the movie during the nighttime, because I was like, oh, my God, Helm's Deep. This is great. I yeah. love Helm's Deep. Yeah. Um, but he's like so nervous and like heaving and and hawing. And like he's he, he's taking these like really, really uh, nervous breaths. And I yeah. I just appreciated that they did these small things to make it clear that he wasn't he was superhuman perhaps in his will and in his bravery but he was still human and that he was scared and every part of his being was telling him to run the other way and somehow he still like runs into the battle and like leads his men but to that point i think the movie spends a lot of time showing us or at least a good amount of time showing us like how people were willing to follow him and were inspired uh -huh. by him and like he was a good leader because of that yes obviously because of his you know technical war prowess and then uh, you know obviously there's all this like psychological part of war that he seemed to understand very clearly and be kind of ahead of his time about and that in in goes going hand in hand with his ability to inspire people to fight for him is something that i think the movie does well and then at the end it's like all these people died and you're like yeah yeah okay i guess that shows that he didn't care but also the movie uh, you know, I disagree with you. It didn't like spend a whole lot of time showing us that it mattered to him at all. And maybe that's I, maybe that's part of the point. I like the scene where he returns from exile, for the, um, except for the first time. He only returns from exile once, uh, I believe mm -hmm. the second time he dies. So um, yeah, yeah. but when he's marching with his little army and he comes mm -hmm. across another army and he manages to convince him, like, am I not? Am I your rule? Like, do, do you do you take me back or whatever? You know, am I your mm -hmm. leader? And they they do like cheer him on they're like uh long live the emperor but i don't know what they chant but they chant something like that yeah he yeah. says are you not entertained no he doesn't yeah. say that yeah. but he does i love that he says he's like i miss you guys that's like a I know. big part of it's his bitch it's i so miss cute. you i miss well, fighting I miss with you, you. and yeah, i love when he sends over uh when he gets his little like you know how like army men have like a little person who will like run and, and deliver a message and he writes mm -hmm. like do you still love me check yes or no mm -hmm. and then he does and then he does it and they come back it's so cute it's anonymous, it's anonymous. <laughs> and then he's like trolling his he's got his head down and he's like oh yeah yeah and it does there doesn't really seem to be any one person in that entire large group that's like i don't know about this i guy. know everyone's like all right you got me all right cool 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 yeah we're all we're all well, that's too complicated for them like yeah no no, no for yeah, sure no, but i think no. it's again to the point of like everybody couldn't they couldn't help themselves they're like oh god napoleon's back he's so much taller than i thought he was <laughs> i really want to follow him into war yeah yeah so yeah i mean I, I, yeah i guess that is that you know and then also this desire to like like I, I feel like so much of the movie is him and josephine is like how mm -hmm. much he he loves her um and yet it's still like a very like you know it's a relationship from the early 1800s so he like of course like he hits her and is like you know uh, they don't have very like passionate sex and she turns somewhere else to like get that but all the while he can never really decide to like let her go and even when he does like i really like this scene this is where is where there's like the public divorce and he needs her to like basically say like you know, yeah, I'm divorcing him because I'm doing my duty to the country, but like I'll always love him and follow him forever. Like he he needs that like the yeah. public display, uh, and and to the fact that she never really like she also doesn't really stop like to some degree she doesn't stop loving him uh, uh, either or at least entertaining him right like when he has his baby 
They go and yeah. see. Imagine you're the mother, like uh, the the new wife. Like we got to take the baby to see my ex wife. <laughs> to see my ex. <laughs> what the hell? I want her and to she, meet. The she's kid. holding the baby. I definitely. I th- I didn't know what happened to Napoleon Jr. But I was very much worried that she was gonna just chuck him in the river. Or something. I. I was very. I worried. could have sworn. <laughs> I was like, wait. And then in that moment, so she's holding the baby, and she and walks away. She's standing yeah. in front of. Yeah, she's standing in yeah. front of this uh, river, pond, whatever, body of water, and. I'm like, oh my gosh, she's going to kill the baby. And then I'm like, wait, is this that kind of movie? Like, I'm having, like, all these conversations in my head. I was like, is this, would that be the same movie that I've been watching? Is this where it's all been leading? That she's going to throw the baby into the into the water? I I, I do think it's interesting, their, their relationship. Like, what you're getting out of, like, they actually seemingly, at least according to this version of the story that we got, grew to like there was this real affection between them even though sometimes it wasn't only or at times at all physical it was like this real emotional investment that they had made in each other and i think as time went on they became more and more important to each other certainly as their fortunes kind of changed aka his fortunes kind of changed um because in the beginning she's you know cheating on him all the time and he's writing her really insecure letters of like are you cheating on me yeah. narrator says yeah he yeah. was cheating let's go look at a scene yeah. of her cheating on him. Yeah. <laughs> um but you know shockingly by the end there's still you know even when he has to abdicate he's part of the agreement is she's going to get all this money yearly like his yeah. wife is going to get money yeah his estate is going to be okay his ex-wife is going to get to keep all her property and get all this money every year just because she's his ex-wife and it was kind of sweet, like, you know, full credit to know. uh to Vanessa Kirby, who plays Josephine with really like way too short hair. I'm, I'm sorry, like it wasn't working for me in the very beginning. I mean, I know it was very uh, French of the time of, uh, you know, the the short, short hair that we get in uh, like Les Miserables from Anne Hathaway. Yeah. But um, so much wonderful, emotional face acting from her you know quiet lots of quiet moments where she's just staring at him and she's like seemingly simultaneously disgusted by him and kind of uh another person that can't help but get caught up in his nonsense and 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 like want his his affection i love the scenes where they're like there's there's more so in the beginning, I guess, of their relationship, there's like a power struggle where he, like you said, he he's abusive to her. He hits her. He like uses her as kind of like a sexual concubine in a lot of ways. But then there, you know, late at night, there's a moment where she makes him say that she's in the the one that's like really in control. And I just, I thought their dynamic was endlessly fascinating and the ways in which it, um, you know, evolved, like we keep saying is is part of the reason why the movie works because there aren't that many people that we see him interact with often and a lot of people who leave too like his brother's in kind of like the first part of the movie and then he's just kind of gone there's a lot of like people like french politicians who i like could not tell you a single thing about like i sometimes <laughs> can't tell i'm which, looking at these actors and it's hard to like some of them to see one of them tries to the shoot wigs. himself and he doesn't that's the only one who's kind of memorable for me it's the guy who tried to like take power and then yes. gets like ousted and then he shoots himself but the gun doesn't go off yes properly. robespierre that was one of the few names i knew from history i was like oh yeah robespierre this robespierre. guy's real the the there's like other monarchs obviously there's like uh uh, uh there's louis who's played by Al- ian mcneese who i do who do love i think is the king 
of France after Napoleon's uh, exile, but there's also um, who's the guy like the the guy who he's like trying to he he like toasts him after he lost the battle. There's that like there's some there's people that he interacts with, but no, I would agree with you. The majority of this movie is like Napoleon and Josephine and Josephine or writing or him writing a letter to yeah. her. Um, and it seems like they were writing letters to each other way more often towards the end of his reign and certainly after he got exiled the the first or second time and also like nobody was monitoring his letters that they could have been like oh my god he's coming to go see josephine so funny uh yeah yeah, that was it's like okay clear and then they they learn their lesson and the second time they're like okay your correspondences will be will be monitored from here on out yeah Um, there's um i also the one thing that i think is actually a really good character study of him like the best so i do think like when he pulls the grenade out and he gives or the not grenade the cannonball and he's like send this to my mother i'm like oh mm. what an interesting fella that like why does why would he do that <laughs> did you say it's so just I, like that yeah. an oh what an interesting fella so i am like intrigued and i feel like for most of the movie like you know i i do i do like the scene where he puts the hat apparently this is unplanned he puts the hat on the sarcophagus and it causes the sarcophagus to move uh that was unplanned but it's like spooked him um but i love that moment the other one is at the end when he's being exiled for the second time and he's on the ship and he's like i'm gonna love england and the guy's like oh no 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 you are like absolutely you cannot stay in england like you'll be going to saint Helene." um uh, and he's like mentoring all the kids right and i guess Uh that is a good a good example of the thing you were talking about before which is his ability to attract people this like this enigma figure um because all of these british kids who are like on the ship are like oh my god he's so fascinating he's like talking to them while he's eating breakfast and then obviously that guy is like the guy's so mad he tells him he's exiled so i love Mm -hmm. that there's also one of the funniest lines of the movie is um destiny led me here when he's telling josephine that he knows that it's her that they can't have a baby like you've never given me a son he says Mm -hmm. destiny led me here destiny led me to this pork chop (laughs) (laughs) is one of the lines he says yeah it's wild and i'm 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 glad you're bringing up the humor again because i that was the thing that i think surprised me the most beyond like me having a a pretty good time watching the movie it was a it was a great hang you know for for the for the time that we spent with it was the humor and just like and and it clearly plays well into joaquin phoenix's acting style and like the version of the character that he's portraying because just like these kind of off the cuff sometimes truly ridiculous things that he's saying whether it's you know telling uh the british they're they're not as impressive without their boats like they just didn't have the boats and the thing with the pork chop and just like random non sequiturs sometimes that i think you know in the hands perhaps of a lesser performer would feel really forced and really kind of out of nowhere but here fit in really well with a guy who was while he was able to inspire people and attract people like we keep saying was also kind of uh misunderstood or perhaps i think he himself felt misunderstood by people and you know to get the 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 weird humor and like little moments of awkwardness that happened between him and various characters, I think like really inform the personality parts of the story of him, of how he was with other people and like paint a picture of a, of a real person. Like this feels like a very, you know, drawn out, uh, worn, uh, person in the world who, who, kind of doesn't really know even while he's uh, amassing all this power and and having all this success kind of feels 
like without Josephine, who is he really? And even with the Josephine thing, it's like that's kind of a sham in the beginning. Um, so I guess in that way, as I'm saying it out loud, it's kind of depressing. But he was always trying to have fun. You know, it well, was it was his destiny to yeah. be here. No, I no, I like I, I think, too, I wonder whether there's a little bit of like he's really good at at one thing in particular, which is w being in general and winning wars. And I do wonder, like, it's it's hard, I think, sometimes to imagine, and maybe the movie could have been a little bit more of this, but there's this idea that, is he actually, like, that, you know, engaging of a celebrity? Like, he doesn't make, like, often these, like, grand speeches. Like, he kind of does when he, like, when he's actually named emperor, he obviously, like, grabs the crown and puts it on his head. Like, he does these, like, dramatic moments. But in a way, is it just, like, did he just have celebrity status and he was, like, you know, smart enough to not fall into certain traps his his ultimately like his like biggest downfall is taking his army to to russia when he when it was going to be winter and he gets advised many times like that's such a bad idea you shouldn't do that and he and he loses all of these men and he and and to the point of like the end of the movie why does why is he okay with losing so many men it is in like a, in in the 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 way in which he wants to hold on to this power that maybe he's not as capable uh, of holding on to because he doesn't have some of the skills um and and ultimately like the reason they oust him is because he like fails at like the one thing he's supposed to be really good at which is like right. military accomplishment and you can see that also in the relationship with josephine like there is this focus that even though he loves her the most important thing is to have a son and, like if you're yeah. gonna be an emperor you have a son so ultimately yeah and then i think the movie you know i do think the movie is really funny because it's i, I don't think this is like I don't think this movie tries to make the argument that like Napoleon is a great man, like in every aspect of his life. I think there's in right. many ways, and this would, would be how I think you would, you would look at lots of great men that like, and great people across history is that they were probably really good at like a thing or a bunch of different things and probably not, you know, you know, maybe not then the nicest person or not like whatever other attributes you could apply to them. And in this case, like, yeah, he's kind of awkward and like, and it, it does play really well into Joaquin. Um, Joaquin's like the choice to have Joaquin Phoenix play Napoleon. Mm -hmm. I think I, again, I don't think this movie is like perfect, but I think it does a few things really well. I think the story between of Napoleon and Josephine is really fascinating and interesting and, and good. I think it's like visually stunning this movie and like really well. So like the war scenes, the battle scenes mm -hmm. are like so engaging. And then yeah. it's like, and then it's funny. Those are like the three things that I'm like, it's hard for me to walk out of a movie and be like, I didn't like it. If like mm -hmm. those things are there. And I, again, I know it's not like perfect, but I'm like, yeah, I, I liked it. So I don't know. Yeah. yeah. No, it certainly could have been, uh, you know, there are things that they could have done to make it more of like a, you know, a masterpiece, quote unquote. But I think it it's it sets out to do what it wants, in my estimation. And, you know, the idea of like he he purports to love, you know, France above all in a way, like even beyond Josephine, like everything he did, he did for the Republic. But it seems like maybe he's getting France and like power in general kind of. Uh, confused. He's conflating those two things. Um, we probably love France because really they make him the emperor, right? And he's like, I people. love them. I miss yeah. you guys. I miss you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody else made me emperor. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of random historical things, I I have to just reveal this about myself. While I'm watching, I'm like, okay, that guy's Alexander. I'm like, 
is that Alexander the Great? I'm like, no, there's no way they were contemporaries. Like the, Alexander the Great was probably way earlier. But then like half an hour later, I'm like, no, that's totally Alexander the Great. <laughs> it is in fact not Alexander it's the not Great. It's not Alexander the Great. Uh, it is Alexander the First of Russia. The yeah. Sorry, Alexander. But I, for, for like a hot second, I was like, wow, this is so cool. What are the chances? Alexander the Great and Napoleon alive at the same time. How cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're only, you're, I mean, to be fair to you, you're only off by like, 1500 years <laughs> I was like this is crazy wow wow it was so recent history actually, is not that long <laughs> sorry I'm actually I'm actually wrong I'm gonna have to because he was in BC so I'm actually gonna have to add yeah that's I'm actually gonna have to add so it's about 1800 plus another like 350 years so just like 20 like yeah Whatever. That's like that's the amount of time that that uh, that Napoleon was in Russia. He was there for way too long. So <laughs> these these things these things match. Uh -huh. um, yeah, Napoleon. What a time! What we a did time. get to see uh, Marie Antoinette get her head chopped off. That was pretty fun. Yes, at the very beginning. And I was Napoleon confused. was front row. <laughs> <laughs> Napoleon was like, "This is amazing." Oh boy, that's I was confused because I didn't see. Uh, Kirsten Dunst, but oh, yeah. whatever. That's mm -hmm. you know, this is probably her twin. Uh, yeah. Marie Antoinette is very much alive, so or she was maybe at the time, maybe not so much uh, anymore. Mm -hmm. This movie, what a time! I feel like I like I, I got uh, my head chopped off a little bit with the history of it all, but I got it back. I mean, they tell the thing. I mean, they're like. He was involved in the French Revolution. Then he became emperor. Mm -hmm. Then he got exiled. He came back for a bit. And then he lost. So, you know. I'm glad there was no, like, uh, I feel like if, what's his name? If Christopher Nolan had done this, it would have been, like, three different timelines yeah. Yeah. across yeah. different That's battles right. and what went wrong. And That's right. There's, like, some weird person who keeps visiting him. The exile I, letters are, like, overlaid upon everything. Right. And, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And then and then um Josephine wouldn't have been written into the story at all. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I Josephine. love Oppenheimer, but he does not write women well. Josephine, this... where did you come from? Who are you? I, yeah. I can't have a son. Like that would be. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Um oh, yeah, yeah, do you have a favorite battle from this movie? I feel like it's like the strength of it that there's so many. Like I will I will go back probably when this is on Apple and, and like just like watch specific battle scenes. No, I think I think that's a good point because I was having I was having fun watching them. I think for sure I really liked the the one that we keep mentioning, uh the Austerlitz so battle good. with the it's so good. You know, where he 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 clearly has he's like seven steps ahead of of the other side and they, you know kind of uh back them into the into the situation and they get them onto the the ice pond whatever and then shoot cannonballs and they all drown so uh, and he's pretty ruthless like he doesn't allow people to get away kind of thing it's not like he's like okay they're retreating i'm gonna back off but i also really loved the visual uh i think it was towards the end yeah it was the waterloo battle because then he loses when the other side the the Brits and the the Brit allies are using like that square formation mm -hmm. to cool. throw yeah. off the thing. And I was like, oh no, why are they doing that? Oh no, this can't be good. Like that was my yeah. real, that yeah. was my real time uh reaction to it. So I think some of those overhead overhead shots or like long sweeping landscape shots of the battles were were my favorite, especially seeing it on a on an IMAX screen. Yeah. Uh, I watched this one in 70 millimeter. Yeah. I don't know if I need, I don't know. I, don't know. Like, I want, I want 25, 70. No, no, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm like, 
I don't really, then I went and did I watch a movie immediately after that? I think I went and watched uh, Saltbird immediately after that. And I have to be on, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't really, I mean, it was, I don't know why. <laughs> what's the difference? <laughs> You're just seeing more in the frame, but like without the context, okay. like it's yeah. that thing of like when you're looking at the before and after or not, I'll notice after, like the 35 versus the 70 of a same shot. They'll do those overlays a lot. Yeah. You're like, wow. Yeah. That's, you know, whatever okay. 15, 20% oh, more information like, that I'm literally seeing right. on the screen. Right. But if you're only watching the 35 millimeter one, it's not like, oh no, I'm missing, you know, a half a shot. Yeah. It's, it's, can, it's just about context. Can I tell you also the other thing? I made a bit of a, a mistake and I've learned. I've never really, at uh, the theater I went to, I don't, I actually don't think I've been to a 70 millimeter showing. You've never been before. to the movies, actually. You, I actually never been to the movies. I, I always get someone to film it with a camera in their hat and then I watch it afterwards. That's how I do watch all of these movies. Um, but I, I sat and I picked a ticket at the back row and this was not the, the room. I was expecting like, the same rooms I'm normally in. And this was like mm-hmm. a very, like the seats were all much older and what, and it was like, yeah, I just shouldn't have sat at the very, very uh, back yeah. for a 70 millimeter. I think next time mm-hmm. I've learned my lesson, but you know, maybe it's a little whatever. closer. Listen, yeah. you, you, you live and learn. You're like Napoleon. They're not going to, I don't think they'll yeah. exile you right away. They give you like a bunch okay. of chances. Well, and you can secretly come back and you miss me. And mm-hmm. then, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah it's uh yeah the theater what what a wonderful what a wonderful experience that we get you think you know and sometimes we worry about it becoming obsolete and every time i go to the movies i'm like this is so wonderful don't ever take this away from me yeah i mean big discussion on the on uh on twitter this week i was talking to you about it before about how people are like oh i think disney like totally messed up all of their like branding and people aren't going to go watch disney stuff because of disney plus which i so wish didn't do well at the box office i went and saw it i i thought it was fine i thought you know uh you know whatever uh it wasn't bad mm-hmm. um but the thinking is that like if it's just going to come out on disney plus in like three months then why would you go see it in theaters which i think is like a fair ish point but at the same time i think there's like plenty enough like you know Hunger Games did well in a in a second in its second week. Yeah. Uh, it beat Napoleon in that battle. Yeah, so. there's a lot of stuff. Like, I mean, uh, I think we're gonna try to figure out a time to talk about the holdovers, which I know, like didn't do super well. But you also had like Trolls movie and Thanksgiving. Like, there's a lot of variety in the movie. I feel like everybody could have gone to see what they wanted to go see over your American Thanksgiving, where like mm-hmm. you could go see Hunger Hunger Games, or there was like a Disney movie. There was like the alternate animated movie of trolls there was a horror movie you could still mm-hmm. see the marvels like there's a lot of there's a lot of variety yeah um, whatever your wish was of the kind of movie you wanted to see you yeah you could have been a dirty little creep and gone and see saltburn like i did <laughs> <laughs> one of the few uh the few holdovers for me speaking of holdovers is is saltburn i'm hoping to see it yeah, soon yeah. but i you know i i watched part of wish as well and i kind of felt i said this to you i was like this so could have just been a a straight to streaming release and i think when you're getting when a movie like that is getting you know mid reviews people are less likely to run out and see it because of what you said of like oh well then if it's not that great anyway i might as well just wait for it to come out i'm not gonna like rush to the theater spend all this money if it's just fine and i could take my children to see the probably more annoying trolls uh hereafter or whatever it's called um, trolls band together <laughs> i feel like trolls hereafter is a very good guess 
but um yeah it's interesting because i think if uh, i i have to believe that if the movie is like everyone is raving about it that that is immediately gonna translate into some kind of you know bump at the box office but we know that that always that isn't always true but i think with the disney of it all and you know we saw this a little bit with the hbo max during quarantine of like we're gonna release all our movies you know simultaneously yeah. and that's kind of a different th time but like my point is that you're kind of training the audience one way or the other and i think in this case the audience knows to your point they can wait if they want to i couldn't believe how quickly them, it's not Barbie. that great yeah, I can believe how quickly Barbie came to 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 streaming. Like I was like actively surprised by that. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I think the other kind of like issuey problem thing with like, you know, I I'll 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 leave Marvel out of it with the Marvels because I think that there's a whole other thing happening with like the superhero stuff. Whereas the anime stuff, is it not just that like our critics and people who are online being like this movie was really bad? Aren't they just like not the right audience for the movie? Like when you, I, the movie I watched Wish and I thought it was like completely fine, but I also know that there was like also like there was literally like a kid who was like I don't even think he was one and he was in the movie theater with his mom. He uh, wait, did you ask him what he thought? I almost missed opportunity. Wanted, I literally sometimes when I go to a movie, I want to just be like, can I can I do like the grace on the street of like, yeah, yeah, like yeah, what do you think uh, of that? You like, but then they'll think I'm weird and uh, you know, yeah. and I have to explain. Goo goo gaga. <laughs> I know, I know, but there was a lot of kids there. Like literally, the back row of the the movie theater was like clearly booked out by like I don't know who, but like they brought a bunch of kids, and so like if we're like looking at the like. Oh, what's the critical review of Wish? And it's like, I don't know. It's like, doesn't matter if it's really good as long as it's like, if even if it's fine, like, aren't kids just gonna watch? Like, my nieces are gonna just watch this when it comes on Disney Plus. So, like, who cares whether it's like good or? Do you know what I mean? I feel like that's like such a bad thing to be on like a movie critical. I was like, who cares if movies are good or bad? <laughs> no, but it, you know what I mean. It brings up a good point, just in general, of like does a movie have to be something more like does the movie have to appeal to all four quote-unquote quadrants for it to be successful critically like can a movie just be made to to stand on its own and be for I, yeah. kids or be whatever i think is is interesting because i think there is something to be said about tv criticism especially for me in my head of like we have kind of been spoiled in some ways and our brains are like, oh, well, that doesn't hold up to X, Y, Z thing that I love, even if it's subconscious. Like you're you're grading, you're constantly putting things up against other things that have come before that you have loved. And you're like, well, if it's not as good as that, then like, so, is this bad? Yeah. Well, a good example, I think of this is that like, I think that that movies when we were younger and like Pixar and Disney movies mm -hmm. were made to be like, like there was only so many animated movies that came out in a year. And so I do think to a degree, these movies were made and well-made. They're not bad mm -hmm. movies, but they were made for kids, but also that an adult would go and watch yes. them. So take your kid to the movie and you will enjoy this. And, and you'll I cry privately behind your jacket as well, if you want. Yes. And I, and I think that like, we've had that like inside out, I think was like, that definitely feels a movie that was like kind of made both for kids and adults. Um, Toy Story three is another example. I, I do think that like, there's a world where like, you know, they're maybe less so like that these 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 days where it's like um, you don't necessarily need to be that adult because like if you're just going to put it on a streaming, so like your kid's just going to watch it. Like you're not always like, yeah, you might be watching it, too, but not really in the same way of like, oh, I'm going like, to go to the movie theater and watch them. I don't know if that's like true 
at all. But this idea that like who movies, who like kids movies were made for in the day, I feel like they're more and more made for kids. Anyway, mm-hmm. my point is like, oh, my example was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which I feel like yeah. I saw a lot of people like, I love it. But then I like I watched it and there's like references to like Chris Pine. And I'm like, I don't know if the, I think this movie is just for you guys. You know, I don't think it's a kid's movie. Like what are mm-hmm. good kids movies? Like, I think it's just a movie for you, an adult. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, I think the fragmenting of the audience part of like who you make a movie for is like an interesting one. And that's just like, you know, the cycle of uh, of consumption. Unfortunately, we're always now we're like thinking of ways to like outdo we like, you know, the the industry is is trying to figure out ways to like outdo itself and be, you know, if everyone's in on the game, then how do you make something that feels different? You go for like a very specific quadrant or, uh, you know, demographic of people. It's uh it's fascinating. Yeah. We don't know. We have no answers. No, we I have, have questions, answers. though. People just won't listen to me. People just won't listen. You're like, I'm trying to tell that one-year-old <laughs> the meaning of life, and he was I kept, I kept telling, hey, pay attention. I kept snapping. <laughs> Get off your phone, one-year-old. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's yeah. I think that's Napoleon and also our stance on uh, criticism at large. Yeah um we did it but uh yeah like you mentioned we're trying to get some coverage in of the holdovers and there's always it just seems like every week there's going to be a zillion movies coming out whether it's in theaters or on streaming so you know people should yeah work put out for us earnestly tell us what we should be covering like if you have a recommendation we'd love to hear it we absolutely i think are covering renaissance a film by beyonce which i heard premiered to pretty good reviews ariel so mm-hmm. yeah beverly I did hills hear some 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 headlines i saw some headlines about it and i was like "Ooh, that means it's coming out soon did you see what the uh the the um not costuming what the attire uh was no i didn't i didn't see any pictures I, it was like it's not exactly this but it was like fancy cozy was like the idea Ooh. of like so like fancy sweatpants uh mm-hmm. i'm trying to i'm trying to this has me written all over it yeah it maybe was... not the fancy part but the cozy part <laughs> yeah yeah i'm trying to think of, i can't yeah anyway so i think at her film premiere it was yeah, like that sounds right. Chic. It's a concert. It's yeah. a concert. You want to be comfortable, but of course, it's a premiere, so you want to look good. That sounds like best of both worlds, honestly. It's very good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, we'll be back always with more coverage of the movies that we love or have questions about. In the meantime, Grace, what else have you got going on? I'm just going to confirm. It was called. It was cozy opulence. Was. The- <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I. Yes, I want that. That sounds like a uh, an art era, you know, of 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 paintings, perhaps, yeah. or maybe just a band name. But yeah. I love that. Very opulence. Brand. You own everything. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. What House am of I opulence. To, yeah. What am I have to? Fargo has returned for season five, covering that. Uh, full spoiler recaps. Jess Sterling and I are watching a, a full season of a show this week. We watched a Nearly Normal Family, which is a Swedish Netflix show. Which is uh, it's very dark, but it was good. The Ooh. Crown season. Six, the final season is back. So she and I are talking about that. Dr. Man and I are talking about the curse, and Rich and I are chatting about Yellowstone Weekly. So I got all that going on. You can follow me on social media at High from Grace. What about you, Ariel? 
Ooh, so much. Uh, actually, like a little less than than normal. But I am, you know, it's it's the holidays, so I'm I'm happy to have uh, some chill time. But I have, you know, I'm busy watching a gazillion movies, so that's my that's my burden to bear. Covering Six Feet Under with Dr. Amanda. We're doing a season one watch that premiered on Netflix. A great show that we both love. We're having a lot of fun. About halfway done through the first season, and then uh, still covering. Covering Grey's Anatomy monthly with Chappelle. We'll be back with some holiday-centered episode coverage uh, in a few weeks. And I think that's everything. I am at that other Ariel on Twitter. And uh, yeah, stay tuned to the feed for more movie coverage. In the meantime, I am Ariel. That is Grace. And we are Posho Decaps Theater. Bye. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.